on, Jake. It's only your life. Ninety feet. Ooh. I'm back. We got another person with us who's back again. He was uh, not born on the Bayou, but he's a great friend of the podcast, and now he is a co-host. Who is this person? Just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's done. Everybody, welcome to the Braggish Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. We're bringing back Lynn, and we're bringing back Will. He uh, was a, a guest of the show. Uh, so if you want to become a fan of the show, just send us an email and you might even be a host one day. So he was a fan. Now he's a host. He's coming to tell us about his one-eyed Willie and some oh. other things, right? Ooh. Ooh. Going for that bootay. Yeah. First of all, to everybody listening, don't get sucked into the sweepstakes, okay? They don't reimburse plane tickets like they say. That's right. He was a sweepstakes winner, and now we actually forced him to come on the show because we ran out of ideas. Yeah, and <laughs> that's my prize. That's my prize. That's your prize. Come on the show. We're gonna mix it up here, and we're gonna bring the brackish waters through Louisiana, through Mississippi, across Alabama, and through the Panhandle of Florida, all the way to Tampa Bay. They've got to have some brackish somewhere through there, right? Yeah, and just skip, skip Perdido, skip yeah, Destin. Right. No not, one, not looking too brackish over there. <laughs> yeah, I go fishing down here all the time, and it's nothing but brackish water. And I promised you this story is going to tie in to New Orleans, but I'm going to leave you hanging on that because that's how it's going to end. Ooh, we like it. Before Will gets started with his story, though, we have a premiere on the Braggish Podcast. It's called Cliff Ruin Songs. Cliff Ruin Songs. Ruin Songs. Cliff Ruin Songs. Cliff, Cliff. Cliff's going to ruin a song. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an older song. I got to pull it up because I forgot I was doing this. Um, what Cliff loves to do is he likes to yeah. take song lyrics and switch them up, mix them up, uh, if you say, and make them really sound more vulgar than they actually and, are. Well, not even that, though. This is like a, this is an older song. I mean, I mean older. I mean like 15 years ago and uh, maybe 11. I don't know. Somewhere in there. And you got to think about it as I didn't want to be dirty, but I just wanted to change the lyrics just for me because it makes it fun. And I also like to piss off other people. Okay. Okay. So without further ado i guess i'll just play this and then um we'll roll with it legend of bagger vance 
Very good, very good. Okay. Do you know what that is? Uh, Bad Romance, Lady Gaga. No, I know what Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, Bagger, of course. It's the uh, yeah. Will Smith. It's the Will Smith movie. Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Will Smith, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that wasn't vulgar. Legend a- of Bagger Vance. <laughs> That's good. That's super good. No, I just hope that anyone listening hears Bad Romance on the radio or wherever and sings Legend of Bagger Vance. No, I mean, there was other ver- variations. You could do like, oops, I just crabbed my pants. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, like like to the Britney Spears song? Like, oops, I just crabbed oh, my pants. Oh, that works too. Yeah, that's See? really good. Yay! Yeah. Everyone can do it. Did y'all hear they want to replace statues with Britney Spears statues? Oh like, that's not okay. I mean, what year? You know what I mean? Like... Hey, it's 2020. You gotta go with the, the picture where she's shaving her head and she's like all crate cracked out looking. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be. that's 2020. <laughs> that is true. In a still shot, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, well, yeah, everyone can do it, and it's fun. That was uh, that was it. Cliff ruins songs. Cliff ruins songs. And all that's right. the deal. We don't want to. We don't want to just give all of them out at once. Like, okay. we need to. We need to let it marinate with people. People can send us suggestions. Right. Braggishpodcastgmail.com. Things like that. Be great. Instagram, Facebook, hit us up. Well, and we want to know if you're still singing it. If it gets stuck in your head, we want to know what works for you. I want you to be in a club when that banger comes on. You know it comes on still, and you scream out "Legend of Bagger Vance" when the music stops, and just everyone's like, "What?" I think that'd be, it's a very good parody already. So great job. Way to go, Cliff. Way to go. All right. But now we're on to the real story of the day or of the night, whenever time you're listening to this. And uh, Will is here. Uh, And please give us the theme or title. We love that already. All right. Hopefully everybody loves this. If it offends somebody, sorry. I'm calling this Give Me That Booty. Mary, mother of God. What? Girl, give me that booty. So, Girl, to start it off, this is going to be a Tampa Bay theme, and I promise you it ties into New Orleans. But being that it's a pirate theme, everybody needs to open a bottle of rum, and that's how we're going to start this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Calvin Point, and what appears to be a pirate ship. So the guy that I'm going to talk about today, his name is Jose Gaspar. There's stories out there that would be able to tell you it could go one way or the other. So to give you a quick background, he's a legendary pilot that terrorized up and down the whole west coast of Florida, all the way up into the panhandle and all the way down to the Keys. A pirate? He is a pirate. No, you said pilot. He said pilot. It's not like you said pilot. <laughs> Come on, DuckTales, get it right. Jose Gaspar, pilot. Jose Gaspar, okay, he's a pirate. Go. He is a pirate, all up and down the west coast of Florida, okay? He's also known as the last Buccaneer, oh. so hence, hence the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh, and like the influence it. he had on the area. So, what makes someone a Buccaneer? He's a pirate. He's <laughs> <last one. laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't get that far to the weeds. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll go into the background. We'll start with a little bit of background on him. This is going to be a three-part story. Okay, so this is going to be part one, and this is the part I'm calling, Give Me That Booty. Okay? 
So he was born 1756, Seville, Spain. So he's a Spaniard. Okay, he was a small kid, but they said that he had the stamina of a fighting bull, Spanish fighting bull. So he's a firecracker of a kid. So his mom nicknamed him Gasparilla, which meant little Gaspar. So here's where the name starts. Okay. So keep keep that in mind as we move forward through the story. All right. He was known, like I said, he was a firecracker. He was always like a rogue kid. Okay, so we're going to fast forward to he's 12 years old. This was his first act of defiance, and it's a pretty big act of defiance. So he kidnaps his neighbor's daughter at 12 years old. Okay. He lived close by, held her for ransom, and leaves a note as if you want to see your life, you will give me a hundred gold pieces wrapped in a black cloth. And he leaves it. However, he puts his name and address on the ransom note. So he's like the worst kidnapper ever at 12 years old. <laughs> so I mean, sounds sounds legit. Sounds, you know, this is where you can return the money. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> this was this was just a practice kidnapping. He's He's testing the waters right now. So obviously he gets caught. The cops come to his house with well, the cops. This is 1756. So he gets arrested. He's in front of a judge. And the judge tells him, you have two choices. You can either go to prison or you can join the Navy. Obviously he's, he's obviously there with his parents. And his mom says, you're joining the Navy. Send him to the Naval Academy. So he goes to the Naval Academy where he's in his element, he exceeds in front of everybody else, and go figure, he's got great skills and tactics and, and weaponry, and he keeps going through the ranks super quick, right? So by the age of 27, so we're going to fast forward a little bit, 1783. At the age of 27, he's the Admiral of the Atlantic Fleet for the Spanish Navy. Hey. So he's like pirate. So they didn't do a background check on this guy before he got into the military. Well, considering it was all done with uh, messenger pigeons, uh, he probably just you know he's a badass at 12 years old. So he probably just shot any pigeon carrying a note. So it just never got to him. What did the Raven Scroll say about this man? <laughs> so so is this how is this how most people get into the armed forces? Back then, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's uh, up until like the late '80s, early '90s, that was still an option. So, like my my mom, for instance, went to high school with a guy who got in trouble right out of high school, and he was given two options: join the Marine Corps or go to prison. And he joined the Marine Corps, and went to Vietnam. So, uh, and I don't know the exact date, uh, but up until I want to say the late '80s, early '90s, that was uh, a, a valid option that they would give criminals. The more you know. Na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah, that's your reading rainbow moment for the day. No, we're going to have a, there's going to be a couple of military tie-ins in this one because, and, and again, you'll see why in a little bit. So the year 1783, he's the Admiral of the Atlantic Fleet, right? So he's top of his game. So he's getting noticed. He's getting talked about. King Charles III wants this guy on his court, on the king's court. So he becomes the king's attache for the military, his military advisor, you name it. He's the go-to guy for King Charles III. 
So this guy comes on the king's court. He's a ladies' man. Okay, so he's he's going around. He's doing whatever he wants. He can't be touched. So he then becomes romantically involved with several women at the same time. Okay. One of which is the king's daughter-in-law. So there's already some uh, some trouble brewing there because he's you know fooling around where he shouldn't be. So they're on the dance floor. This is one of the nights that they're you know there's a big gathering. There's a huge party. Everything's going on. Everybody's talking. Everybody's dancing. He's dancing with the king's daughter-in-law, and she whispers to him that she wants to run away with him. So, you know, him being the ladies' man, he's got everything going for him. He's the admiral of the Spanish fleet. He's like, whoa, 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 I don't think so. That's not happening. I'm out. And he leaves her stranded there on the dance floor for everybody to see. So obviously, any woman wouldn't want to be left on the dance floor. Okay, and this is the king's court, so everybody's got their eye on him anyway. So this is, at the time, this is, I would compare this to social media shaming any other kind of you know screw you i'm not talking to you anymore ultimate ultimate slap in the face right i feel like today if you got less on the left on the dance floor out in a club you could play that off but when you're on the king's court and everybody's just sitting there watching you dance you know that's that's the ultimate ultimate slap in the face right there so as any as any good woman would do, she wants to get revenge. Oh yes! So she conspires with the prime minister of Spain. She frames, she frames him. She talks to the prime minister. She sets him up. She frames him for stealing the crown jewels. Holy shit! What a hooch! She ain't nothing but a hoochie mom. Yeah, <laughs> come on, spread lies about little Gasparo. What he did was ghastly. She goes straight to the prime minister because the king is, is her father-in-law. So she doesn't even want him knowing about it, you know, because he she knows that Gasparilla is his right-hand man when it comes to military advising, so on and so forth. So she goes to the prime minister of Spain at the time. She sets him up. She wants to frame him for stealing the crown jewels. But what she doesn't realize is that Obviously, Jose Gaspar, he made a name for himself coming up so quick through the ranks that he has a lot of people that are very loyal to him. So he catches wind of it. He takes his crew, commandeers a ship. Can anybody guess what the name of the ship would have been? Anybody? Anybody? Ooh, uh, it's got to be like Black Sails or something like evil sounding. The Ladies Man. Oh, that's good too. No, we're going to keep it super simple. The ship was called Florida Blanca. <laughs> That's not fair. You need to, yeah, so, you should have. So guess where he's going. How he takes a ship Florida named Florida Blanca. Blanca, and then he, you know, he sails to Florida. But anyway, so long story short, he escapes, right? He takes his crew. He leaves. Wait, so did people believe that he stole the jewels? Were the jewels actually stolen? No, no, the jewels were never stolen. That's it. But he didn't even he didn't even sit around and waste time. He just bounced out. Like he got out of town. He wow. should have named the ship you know after what? her. You know, I feel like you can't outrun that kind of crazy. So that was probably his best bet was to just leave the continent. 
Oh, I'm gonna ride you, all right. I'm gonna ride you right out of here. Oh. I'm getting yeah. on the seas. Just imagine if someone lied about you back in that time, right? It would be like quick conviction, conviction and hanging. Like it would just be like stole it, done. He's hanging. Oh, for, yeah, because what did they? they, they don't, like, they're, they're oh, listen did to he her. really steal the jewels? We don't know. We just... But the jewels were still there. <laughs> well, he, oh shoot! He left on the dance floor. Of course he did it. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm, I'm sure that was his mindset behind it. So he just said, you know what? I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. But in doing so, he vows to him, himself, and his men that he will get revenge against Spain and says that he will destroy any ship flying a Spanish flag. Ooh. Whoa. This so just took a like, turn. You know what? I'm out. I stole the Florida Blanca. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Florida. So... So there's there's nothing really in between there. Next thing I get is that he establishes a base in Fort Myers, Florida, right? Which is a little bit south of Tampa, if anybody is familiar with Florida. So for the next 38 years, he doesn't only attack ships flying the Spanish flag, he attacks any merchant ship he comes across. Over the years, it says that he claims 400 ships total in his 38 years that he's he's ravaging ships he's destroying them he's he's collecting that booty okay this is definitely the tale of captain jack sparrow yes i mean gotta be scorned a lover because we are going into our first break what i will leave you with is this the story of jose gaspar or is this stories of blackbeard or jack sparrow told as Jose Gaspar. Oh. And that's where we take our first break. Nice. All right, so for uh, this uh, Brackish podcast break, we're just going to commentate uh, the New Orleans Councilman Jared Percet DWI video getting pulled over for allegedly drunk driving and hitting someone with a city vehicle. We're trying to, 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 his pants are wet. He's got what wet pants. pants. He's got crotch wet pants. So the man you're hearing talking right now is just a resident who watched uh, Councilman Jared Brissett allegedly <laughs> hit another car while being allegedly drunk. In allegedly. a city vehicle. Allegedly. That is a bad look. That's fucking look. These people all fucking, you know, funnel that and shit right quick. So he's going to rehab, he said, right? And uh, now what? Here's my problem. What's your problem? Is that that dude didn't last more than two hours being booked for a Dewey where someone, where he hit another vehicle. The guy he hit is just on the ground. Not allegedly or not. There's no way you get in and out of the. Whatever, do they take you to jail? Yeah, or they, they take, take you to the police station? I don't, whatever. Right, right. 
There's no way you get in and out in two hours. Unless you're a city councilman. Is in a city saying? vehicle. Is that what you're saying? Am I? Yeah, in a city vehicle. Which, by the way, this guy's city vehicle, you said, was a full suburban. Blacked out, black windows, like lim like almost limo tent. He had police lights on it. Ease him, Pete. Part two, I'm going to call life as a pirate. Okay, we're going to go into his... His 400 ships that he conquered. We're not, obviously not going to name them all. We don't have enough time for that. But Any I'm going to go from how he became attache, military advisor, everything, to where he's known for as a pirate. So his reputation as a Spanish fighting bull. Remember his mom said he had the, the energy of a, a fighting bull. So he just carries that over into his pirate career. He shows no mercy whenever he fights anybody. He's fearless. He's ferocious. He leaves no survivors. So him and his crew, they have the same mentality. They go through. They take no prisoners. The only exception is that if they find beautiful women, they take them to an island off the coast of Florida. This island is called Captiva. This island still exists today. They take these beautiful women and they hold them there to come back and do whatever they want, whenever they want, so on and so forth. Oh my God. So it does sound like, say that again, Cliff? It sounds like Epstein's Island. Maybe Epstein read up on Jose Gaspar and just took notes. I wonder if he's got like a picture of Gaspar on the island, at the island house. You know, like he had a picture of Clinton? Yeah. I wonder if he's wearing a dress and lipstick like the one that Clinton was wearing, though. That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, did these women ever make it home? So, I was getting into that. <laughs> so, so, some of these women, they didn't take captive. They would just find out that they were worth so much money, they were super wealthy, or they were related to somebody that was wealthy, and they would hold them for ransom. Only this time... He got a little better. He didn't give his name and address. He just <laughs> held him for ransom, got the money, collected the booty, and went home. You kidnap and you learn, man. I mean, that's so, Did you really have an address in 1780? Captiva Island. Yeah. Duh. You had a one one so, Captiva Island. He really got double booty. Is what you're saying, because he would hold these women captive, do what he wants, and get the reward. <laughs> Just like booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. He went all up and down the west coast of Florida, like we started out the story with. He was also known to, to pair up with other pirates. During that time, there were so many other pirates around the area, especially with the tales from the Caribbean. Uh, one of the main pirates that he would meet up with his name was Jean Lafitte, who, who stuck more up in the panhandle. He was more up that way. It didn't really go into detail about what he would do, but I'm sure some of those 400 ships he conquered with Jean Lafitte. So he was kind of all over the place, all up and down the West Coast. So one of the ships that he captures, he's down towards uh, past a little bit past the Keys, closer to Cuba. And he captures a ship with a princess. This princess's name is Princess Yuseppa. 
who, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So there's also an island off the coast of Fort Myers that is called Yusepa Island. So all these islands all up and down the west coast of Florida all have ties to Jose Gaspar. Wow. Princess Yusepa, he sees her, he falls in love instantly. It's love at first sight on his end. She despised this guy. She defies him. And he can't stand that. He hates it. He doesn't like anybody to tell him no. She wants nothing to do with him. She literally tells him, please leave me alone. My heart belongs to another man, and I am engaged to be married. This angers him even more. So he goes off to say, no man or woman says no to Gasparilla. If you defy me, you will be beheaded at dawn. So she responds to him when he says that. Then do your worst, but I will not go to my death as an unsullied woman. So he takes that. He says, you know what? That's it. I'm done. He waits until dawn. He slices her throat, falls to his knees in tears as she dies in his arms. Yes. Damn. Fantastic. Some of that crazy from Spain like rubbed off on him. It sounds like it. Oh, my God. So around the time that this happens, so there's a big gap in time there, like is all of his conquering, so on and so forth. Princess Yusepa is what puts him over the top. Okay, so the year, it's it's now December 1821. He's 65 years old. He's an outlaw now, like definite. Oh, he's well known. He's an outlaw. He's a pirate. Everybody's out to get him. He's known. His name is known. So on and so, on and so forth. So... After killing Yusepa, he tells his men, you know what? I'm done. That's it. I don't want to do this anymore. And he says that he's going to divide the booty amongst the men and amongst the crew. Yeah. So now. I thought that's what they were doing. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So Body. I'm going to go back a little bit. So I just said he's 65. He's in Florida. He wants to retire. I'm going to go ahead and say there wasn't anything official, but I'm going to go ahead and say he was the first old guy to retire at 65 and move to Florida. <laughs> that on record. Back that's very that. true. Call me out if you want. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Fact check him. Fact check that guy. All right. So right now he's got, he's, he's ready to retire. He's done. He's got all the booty spread out on the beach. All of his treasures, booty, women, whatever, everything spread on the beach. He wants to divvy everything up. And then he sees a, a British merchant ship troll through the waters. He says, you know what? I'm going to go out with a bang. We're going to go conquer this last ship. Ten men stay here. Give me ten volunteers. So ten dudes stay there. And they leave. They punch out. They go out on the water. And once they go out there, they get closer to the ship that they thought was a British ship. That's what it was flying. All of a sudden, boom, ship drops the British merchant flag. And it's the USS Enterprise with the United States Navy, whose mission was to go up and down the west coast of Florida and take out any pirate ships that they saw. And both And that's it. They're done. So, oh wow! It would take Jean-Luc Picard to take down (laughs) such a pirate. Here's where I'm going to give you another uh, reading rainbow moment. So. There's always been a USS Enterprise in the United States Navy. The last one was decommissioned in 2017. And the next one is set to be commissioned 
in 2027. Oh. So right now there is no USS Enterprise. As of right now, there is not, but if, throughout the entire history of the Navy, there's been 12 USS Enterprises. Pretty cool. So second greeting rainbow moment of the day. Yeah. Maybe that's, dun, what, dun, dun, dun. maybe that's why we're in the shit we're in today. You know, there's yeah. no USS Enterprise. There's no leader. Yeah. I mean, you ain't no LeVar Burton, but I mean, it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I said, so the USS Enterprise at the time, again, this is 1821. Their mission was to clear the water of any pirates that they saw. So they roll up on this ship. This bloody battle ensues, right? So Gaspar sees the battle not going his way. Keep in mind, those 10 men are still on the beach. So as Gaspar sees the battle not going his way because they weren't prepared for this to be a heavily armored ship that all of a sudden started pounding them with cannon fire, people coming on board, so on and so forth. So Gasparilla says he dies at his own hand, not the enemy's. So he literally goes to the bow of the ship, which is the front of the ship, wraps an anchor chain around his waist, and jumps into the water. Whoa. Goodbye, Jose Gaspar, AKA Gasparilla, Davy Jones Locker, here he comes. I feel like that's a Jack Sparrow move where he shows up 20 minutes later, like, ha ha ha, I fooled you guys. I didn't die. I didn't die. The that mermaid saved me. That is also a possibility. And Is we'll he living on the same island as Tupac? Like, is he still around? Yeah, that would be fantastic. I, I feel like, Biggie, Tupac, and Gasparilla could make a mean-ass music video. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the tie-in, and here's what's going to give you goosebumps, because the first time I read it, I'd never heard about this, and I was thrilled to, to be on the podcast to say it. So the remainder of his crew were either killed or captured. The prisoners that were captured were taken to none other city than New Orleans to be tried as pirates and executed. Ooh. And this is where we're gonna take our second break. And I'm gonna leave you with this. Where did the booty go? You son of a bitch. Uh, the booty, booty, booty goes rocking everywhere. <laughs> This is this is gonna be a terrible podcast. This is no, like, it's not, dude. This is very good, dude. We can hear. We can hear there's like a whole lot of glitches going on. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> talking about it's your good story, yeah. You have a great story, man. Don't worry about it. All right? This is really good, and don't worry if it comes out crappy. We'll just tell it and not give you any credit. It's not right. a deal. You're like, hey, this guy, uh, you know, Gaspar. Uh, well, I mean, I can. Yeah, I mean, if that does happen, I can send you guys the links and then. I'll just call in, commentate, and I'll throw you guys off. And no, man, this is perfect. You've done it. You've done it really cool. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I won't forgive you for missing Booty in the Beach, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> if you, yeah, I guess that could be the last. That could break. be no. That could be yeah, Cliff's I'm next. Sorry. Like, I'm gonna mess this song up, where he like, gets all Celine Dion in his voice and sings Booty in the Beach. Booty in the Beach. Tail as old as. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so now I'm going to tell you where the booty went, according to legend. So the legend estimates that throughout the 400 ships that he conquered was worth $30 million. 1821 was his last last ship that he caught. Well, that's obviously when he when he died and jumped in the water, but $30 million in 1821, I don't even know what that would be worth today. So, like I said before, there was 10 crew members left on the beach. So if you think about it, so they, they were on the beach when this, when this British merchant ship started coming by. Lo and behold, it was the USS Enterprise. So they're close enough that they can see this ship. So they go out with those 10 crew members that stayed on the beach, saw this whole battle unfold. So think about it as those 10 guys sitting on the beach and they're watching their ship get destroyed little by little and they see that it starts to sink what would you do with 30 million dollars worth of booty you're not hanging around you're not going to see how this unfolds you know how this is unfolding so boom they they take it they have whatever little boats that they have and they go up the nearest river that they can find which is today named the peace river and as they're going up they run into a landowner that says, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys look like pirates. I'm gonna turn you guys in. So they're like, oh, real quick, they're just gonna pay this person off. So this is the only thing on record that was found and there was $300,000 worth of jewels and gold found buried at the mouth of the Peace River where this property owner had like, we're all around that in that area. How they saw him, it doesn't say. It doesn't go back. So they pay this person off, and as the legend goes, they go up all the way to the Peace River until they can't go any further, and it says they either took it all the way up to New York City via mule train or the treasure was never found. So either way, the treasure was never found. There's no accountability of it. There's nothing to back this up. But that's how the legend ends, and that's how it goes. We're going to go look for the treasure. There's actually treasure tours that you can take down there that go all up and down that area in the Fort Myers and, and uh, Peace River area. And there's all kinds of people that go up and down with metal detectors looking for treasure. I'm going to wrap this up with the conclusion. So... There was, there's other islands down there, and there's actually a big vacation spot down there. This name's Sanibel Island. Have you guys heard of Sanibel? No. No. So this is a big vacation spot down here. It's actually an awesome beach spot, great fishing, great resorts, all around great spot to go to. So this was actually named, and this is actually one of the more heartfelt stories throughout, this, uh, throughout Gaspar's uh, life, is that this was the love of uh, his first mate's um, on the ship. So his first mate is like his right-hand man. This is like the love of his life. She passes away. So he picks an island, names it after her. Her name is Sanibel. Sanibel Island still exists to this day. Aww. So Shmi got to like give his old lady a <laughs> shout out? You did not say that the right way. Yeah. Shmi! <laughs> yeah. Shmi had a love of his life. It doesn't say if she was his love on Captiva, but however it comes about, however it comes about, she 
ends up dying. They name an island Sanibel. Sanibel Island still exists to this day. Actually just had some friends vacation down there a little while ago. They said it was great. The fishing was great. The hotels were great. Everything's great. But, but I don't think anybody knows the history behind where the name came from. Yeah, the Gasparilla influence in Tampa. The other reason that I picked it was because it's the third, when the Gasparilla Festival happens in January, it's the third largest parade in the country. Behind, so New Orleans obviously has the largest one. The second one, uh, I think, was up in uh, Washington State, of all places. I didn't catch the name of it. I thought it was bullshit, so I just didn't even look into it. And then Gasparilla Parade is the third. So what it is... The Apple State Fair Parade. No, yeah. it's definitely the Pride Parade. The Pride Parade in Washington? <laughs> I would think so. State? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Seattle? So for anybody that doesn't know, the Gasparilla Parade, is it's actually pretty cool to see because they have a replica ship that was built in 1954 uh, of Gasparilla's ship. And what they do is there's an invasion of the pirates. So now, obviously, the ship isn't a working, like it, it floats, yes, but they literally have it pulled by like a couple barges or ferry ships or whatever. And they go to uh, the convention center in downtown Tampa that's right on the water. And the mayor's there and there's this, there's this big uh, festival that starts with the invasion of the pirates, they come up to the mayor, they steal the key to the city, and that's when the uh, parade of pirates begins, and they all start going. And I don't remember how many floats it was, but really it's a, it's a parade where there's just a ton of drunk college kids before like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's like their excuse to drink and be blackout drunk before the parade starts, but it's, it reminded me a lot of uh, New Orleans and Mardi Gras and seeing people push strollers that were being held up by uh, people that needed assistance walking because they had way too many daiquiris before noon. They should, they should call it Booty in the Beach. <laughs> Booty in the Beach. I, I will go out and say that Cliff did call me out and part two should be called Booty on the Beach. No, so I'm just gonna hook. That's my next. That's to, the next. The cliff on that one. The next party I have. That's the name of it. <laughs> have, well, before we cut out, have you guys looked up your birthday with the end? Says uh, Florida man. No. You should type in your birthday, and end it with Florida man. And that's the Florida man challenge. Okay. And it's gonna come up with a story that a Florida man did on your birthday. Oh, mine, I like that. I like that. Mine was, uh, I think, a neighbor uh, raised squirrels to attack his neighbor. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. And there was a there was a arrest made out of it because a guy got attacked by rabid squirrels, and he said he blamed it on his neighbor. Did he say the guy was nuts? <laughs> oh, ayo! Hey he was feeling squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he's screwing with us or if he's serious. <laughs> oh, all right. So we'll end it with this. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining the Back Brackish podcast. Uh, but uh, if you were to be any pri- pirate, not Disney pirate, who would it be? And if you got a why, why would it be? 
I think I would go back to like straight gangster pirate England myself, Sir Walter Riley. Pirate first, then got knighted, then just became a hero, all in all. That would be my pirate go-to. Obviously, Flip over here is looking for something other than Jack Sparrow to say. Anyone? Will, do you have anybody? Do I have a pirate that I would want to be? Yes. Why would I say, well, I'm not going to say Jose Gaspar after he, like, captured women and stuck them on an island, but... You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it G-rated. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Smee. I think I would be a Smee. <laughs> He's going Disney. That's he Disney. Disney. He went Disney. That's Disney. All right, I'm gonna go with a land pirate who is a folklore in New Orleans that I would love to do an episode on. Her name is Annie Christmas. This is a woman who was purportedly a just a mountain of a woman and would tackle down any man. She could take on several men at a time in a fight. She was, if there was ever a pirate on land, Annie Christmas was it. She was on the docks, I heard, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. I've, I've heard of her. All right, and then Cliff. <laughs> One-eyed Willie. <laughs> the Goonies, was that not, that wasn't Disney, was it? It had it was somebody. No way. What, yeah. It was probably Paramount. Disney. It's probably Paramount. No, it's de- definitely Disney. No, I'm no going one I don't really. think so. You can't put sloth in a Disney movie, dude. And scare kids. It was DC. I think I think sloth would qualify as a pirate at this point. Yeah, he's on the Goonies, man. I, I'm not, I didn't pick sloth. I picked one-eyed <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I thought somebody said, sorry, you guys are still cutting out. I thought, hey, you guys. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Will, for joining us, giving us this great story. Uh, Can I talk now? No, you're too drunk. But uh, it was fantastic, dude. New Orleans tie. I like like to tie the states together. That's good. Very nice. And you tied them with uh, Jean Lafitte as well. Jean Lafitte? LeVar Burton got in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. A lot of people. Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Uh, USS Enterprise. Well, and then the more you know is obviously a G.I. Joe reference. And who's more pirate than Cobra? Ooh. Oh, man. There's a lot of stuff going on in this right? one. Just it is episode 20, people. Should have picked Cobra. You got to go special for episode 20. What right. happens? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more tie-ins that we could have gone on this, but I didn't think it was going to go this long, so, you know, I didn't do it. So. We love it. We love it. The longer, the better. That's what they all say. You're just saving more for later. Yeah, and that's why you're a rookie, and it's okay. You'll learn. <laughs> You'll you learn. You know what? This is what happens when you go with a sweepstakes uh, with the Brackish <laughs> Podcast, and they don't pay for your plane tickets, and they're like, hey, why don't you just do a podcast, and we'll call it even. And you're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So we're even, right? (laughs) Yeah, we'll call it even. (laughs) We'll call it even when this video starts working, right? Yep. All right, man. Well, obviously, he was on Zoom. He was a Zoomer. This is true. Um, This is via Zoom. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Hopefully, it turns out well. Yes. Um, But this was a, uh, a new venture. I did watch the live Zoom call that you guys did during the quarantine, which turned out pretty well. But I think everybody was inside their homes at this time. Yes. So, you know, that's that's a little bit different. So yeah. hopefully it turns out well. 
Well, where can people find us, dude? You know where they can find us. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> the Braggish Podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Spotify, Ray- Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Play, Radio, and Radio.com. See you next Tuesday, people. <laughs>